I think you can make a real argument that hockey is one of the best, if not the best spectator sports on planet Earth. It's so fast and, and powerful and graceful. It's got historic franchises and incredible fan bases. The games are intense and they have the best league logo. Yeah, I said it, NFL Shield. I love the NHL's logo. But I genuinely know nothing about hockey. Nothing. It's like talking to me about Love is Blind. I know that's a big, huge thing that people care about and watch. I don't know anything about it. Is Love is Blind a reality dating show about blind people? It could be. It seems like it could be. Doesn't seem like it's out of the realm of possibility. Is is only one of the people in that couple blind? Is it like this guy can see and this person's blind and they don't know? And it's like, do you like this person? I, I, I don't know. Is Love is Blind the American Bridgerton? It could be. Is it a scripted drama love romance thing? Is Bridgerton the American Bridgerton? I don't know because I've also never seen Bridgerton. The point is, I know nothing about hockey. But today on First Ballot, we're talking the Bruins and the Panthers Game 7 from this past Sunday, April 30th, 2023. An emergency podcast, the first of its kind. I don't know what happened in the game. I don't know anything about the sport in general. So why are we talking about this moment? Because on this podcast, the moment picks our show, not the other way around. This moment, this game seven is so good, as I'm told, that we must simply give it an episode. So let's do it. This is First Ballot. Welcome back to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, the podcast, Jordan Clarkson, the poor man's Kurt Rambis coming to you live from the Shaq O'Neal, big and tall executive suite desk chair, office depot. Did I say that? It's really nice. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, people. Because good old long shot Nick Bernstein is back. Nick Bernstein, CBS Senior Vice President of Late Night Programming West Coast and official college basketball fan of the First Ballot Podcast Universe is back. And once again, trying the unthinkable. His first appearance, Nick got the great rich strike racehorse into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. Second time, tried and failed at getting the Syracuse-UConn six-overtime game in today. We're talking hockey. Is that right, Nick? I actually was coming on because I'm still so mad that she didn't induct the six <laughs> overtime game into the Hall of Fame. But yes, on the week of uh, the Kentucky Derby of all times, we're talking about hockey. <laughs> Wait, is the Derby this weekend? It's on Saturday, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Look at that. Thanks. Uh, Thanks I'll for following. No, no, no. I, lo- I, <laughs> I really care and I'm going to watch. Uh, I do like – I like racehorse race horsing horse racing i like uh horse racing i do i just forget when the thing is on i just know because you know it'll be like saturday afternoon and you're like That's you right. know you get a lemonade it's so hard to remember the first saturday in may which is how they've been promoting it for like 150 <laughs> yeah. years 
<laughs> Whatever. Listen, I never said I was a horse racing expert. Uh, hockey. We're doing hockey. Please t- t- explain to everybody how this episode com- came together. I-, I get a late night text, a-, a hurried late night text from you last night. Please explain. Um. So now this, this is your fault, by the way. All the time I'm watching things thinking, is this one of the great moments? Is See? this a great moment worth talking about? And so I, I as I was just thinking about this game that just happened on a Sunday that now it feels like multiple historic things happened in the same day. Very much. We saw the first 50 point performance in the game seven in basketball. Yep. That was cool. And then, and then the, uh, the team with the best record ever in hockey, which is, we all know is both of our favorite sports. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you've said it so many times over the years how much you love hockey uh somehow found itself in a game seven and i i was like well we've got to talk about this because <laughs> i i think this uh in this has got all of the elements of everything we both like about uh all of the inductees or even potential inductees into the first ballot hall of fame. Okay, so to be cl- hold, uh, uh, a quick follow up question, then I want to clarify something on my end. The the follow up question is: Did you watch this game seven on television live? I did. Yes, you did. Okay. Yes. Did you know going into it that you were like, I have to watch this thing? I knew that it was on. I knew that it was happening that day. <laughs> I. Uh, what made you watch? Did you, I mean you're not you're you're I know you you're not like a giant hockey guy. So what made you turn it on? Uh, historical precedent. Where did you hear about that? Well, look, just because I don't. I mean, I think it's like you, uh, and like anything that is a major sporting event in right. general. Got it. Uh, when we're watching, reading, whatever sites, you know things are happening. As uh, and so I knew that it was happening. I think, honestly, uh, sometimes on Sundays mm. when you're in the midst of sporting event after sporting event and there's something else on, especially during this time of year in the playoffs, uh, some of times it's like, well, let's keep it going. What else is there? What right. else can we root for, watch? Uh, and and so this uh, that, that's how it sort of came into my wheelhouse. Uh, the thing I want to clarify is Nick said, do you want to talk about this? I uh, really appreciate Nick as both a friend and a mentor and then as a listener of this show, a, a, a loyal, devoted listener of this show. And then it, probably the most uh, I appreciate you as a sucker that will come onto the show when I ask. You. So <laughs> I immediately agreed. And then the other thing is, is I appreciate, I don't know that this was ever Nick's intention. I think he's just picking moments that he loves. And then I think of them all as long shots, but I appreciate the long shot aspect of this. You go, can we talk about this hockey thing? And I go, this has got to be an interesting moment because Nick's even just bringing it up to me. And I know nothing about hockey. So I texted Nick back. I'm like, should I watch things? Should I prep for this? Like how far should I go? And he's like, I'd watch, a couple links and maybe read an article i've done none of that i am i'm coming into this cold i know nothing i've got a bunch of links open at some point i'm gonna watch the highlights 
and then we'll pull up that time, Robbie, and we'll act like you know what I mean. We'll we'll just hop right into it. But I'm I'm coming into this cold. I know nothing about this. I did know because I saw an opening a a link on a you know a, a a page here on a web page on a tab. You know what I'm saying? As I open a thing here to be able to to reference it once we're talking, I did see that the Bruins had the best record of all time. Yeah, season. I only see That's a newspaper in front of you. I see like a. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird, but. Uh, <laughs> But if you say you have a computer, I promise. So, so here's here is why I'm bringing this to you. Okay. In the first place, at all. Okay. Uh, I also don't know much about hockey. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. I grew up in Maryland. I liked the Washington Capitals. They were for a very long time one of the most like woebegone or woebegotten, whatever that word is, teams in <laughs> in the in sports they just never won they barely got into the playoffs if they did they always like somehow lost early for no reason to a team so it was just like the it was a it was the charlie brown type of team for right. a really long time right but the game and my first experience with hockey i was five years old uh someone scored a goal the crowd went wild i immediately started crying and went i wanted to go home that is my relationship to hockey. <laughs> but my favorite thing is when a sport does something that you surfs, whether or not you like it, whether you are passionate about that sport and you recognize you're watching something that feels like a moment that's important, that has stakes, that yep. has history. Yep. And it's like, well, let's talk about it and try to discern whether or not it has all those things Beyond just a vest, a relatively vested interest. We there. I think there's a good for me, and just hearing you describe this and set this up, there's a good analog for me, or a good comparison. I don't know the analog is the right word there. It's a good comparison to me. It's the world that World Cup final. I just did it with Isaac Lee. I listen. I know it. nothing about soccer. Yeah. I enjoy, I will say I enjoy soccer. Like I and I don't. It's not that I don't enjoy hockey, but I really like going to hockey live. But the times I've sat and watched a full hockey game on television, I'm honestly, I don't know if I've ever done it. I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever watched a full hockey game. Anyway, point is, I don't know anything about soccer. I hear that it's messy and maybe he's the best and he's going to, you know, this is his last shot because he's never won it before. And then it's France and then and Mbappe and I love the name and, I, and there was just enough there to make me go, I have to check this out. I have to watch this. I knew nothing about the Boston Bruins. I literally had not heard anything about them all season long. So you go, I watched that 50 point Steph game seven. I go, God damn. And then I was like, I need to fucking, you know, relax after that. I was not thinking about, I'm going to go watch hockey. I knew nothing about it. Can I tell you something? I'm just realizing right now about yeah. the uh, Isaac Lee episode. I, <laughs> I stopped it with four minutes left. So I'm not sure whether you inducted that moment. Into your <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot to finish it. I will say I'm going to ruin it for you. Okay. <laughs> no, I will say uh, uh, the the thing that that moment had, and again, you could tell me the greatest hockey player ever that's ever played. You could make up some name and tell me he plays for the Panthers. I literally have no idea. But I will say the idea of maybe this guy is the best player ever in this monstrously huge sport, and he's in this thing, and he's playing against this other thing. There were huge things in favor of that World Cup final, obviously. Well, 
Yes, yes. It's it's hard to make the uh, singular individual comparison between those things. But honestly, my biggest takeaway from uh, that conversation you had with Isaac, considering I haven't finished the episode yet, uh, <laughs> is that at some point, I'm pretty sure Isaac said something about being embarrassed to tweet about something. And I thought, oh, Neil doesn't know what that's like to be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> He's never had that experience before. <laughs> Uh, how dare you? <laughs> and um, let's get into the first credential. Do we want? What do you want? I, I mean, it's you're, you're presenting this. Yeah. I don't have any. Oh, I, w- I should say for anyone listening who expects to hear Nick's at the table, uh, I can quickly tell you he loves basketball. The Syracuse Orangeman. I believe his favorite athlete of all time is Jerry McNamara because he's white. Is that right? Wow. First of all, it's just the orange. It's not the orange men. It, it, wait, oh, is that? Oh, I didn't. Did they do that for? Um, uh, because they're. Uh, aware that there's more than just men who play professional Good. sports, unlike some of us on this no. podcast. Oh, no. Listen, yeah. I was born in a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they're the orange. The Syracuse orange and Jerry McNamara because he's white. So you didn't, you corrected the orange. You did not correct the white thing, which no. I get. You, Nick Bernstein, white. CBS isn't on this call. No. I can, you can say whatever you want. Go ahead. Let it my rip. Favorite, my favorite basketball player is Prince, based on an anecdote that Dave Chappelle. Sh- uh, talk about <laughs> uh, all right. So the, the floor is yours. Where are we yeah. going? You're presenting this thing to me. So uh, throughout the last, I don't know, 20 years, I guess, at this point, we have seen uh, in multiple sports now uh, great teams that ended up with the best records of yeah. all time in right. their sport. Right. I love this. Okay. Uh you're going to go Patriots? Patriots, yeah. Uh, and the Warriors? Yes. Boston yes. Bruins just did that. They, in this uh, beautiful game, as I believe they call it, uh, <laughs> of hockey, no one's ever ha- uh, had more points or more wins in a season than Boston did. So they have just completed the greatest regular season in the history of this game. It's a good start. This it's is a good unbelievable. Start. So you said points, and I just I opened up the box score for analytics in case I needed to add something. Again, I've really I've not done anything. Okay. All I know is that I opened up the box score, and it says four to three Florida Panthers for Boston Bruins three. That's not points. That's not the points. No, no, no. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I see four three, and I go, that's the final score. And then as I go into the thing into like to the box score, it goes uh, Anton Lundell. First time I've ever heard those words. That name it makes that means nothing to me. Those two names, and with deep respect to Mr. Liddell Lindell, who I'm sure is a fantastic hockey player. But I look at his thing, and it goes two assists, and I go, "Oh shit!" This guy had the two assists. The Panthers scored four. He had half of their assists, and then I look, and uh, Carter Verhage and Alexander Barkov and Sam Bennett and Sergey Bobrovsky and E2 Lusternen. I'm going to join. Hang on. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right here. They am, all have assists. I am also hearing these names for the first time. <laughs> I'm nailing the pronunciation. All those dudes have assists. And then, and then there's another column for points. And I'm like, wait, what are points? Uh, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the points I'm talking about are not individual points. 
The points oh, I'm yeah. talking about is when a which you've seen this before. Uh, you get X amount of points for a win, X amount of points for an overtime, whatever for as a team. I and so the I total number that. of points that you get, right? That's that's the type of points. That's the sum total okay. regular season points for the team. S- so okay, that, so that's that, that's what I was just going to clarify is like I think about Gretzky and Lemieux and they won like you know some MVP trophy because they had the most points in a season, but I guess I didn't know that hockey teams also score points in addition to just whatever their record is. Yeah, well, I mean, just like uh, the the soccer uh, podcast you just did, the the way hockey is uh, treated with. Wins, losses, overtime loss, or they used to have ties like that. That's the point system. So, so over the course of this hundred something years worth of uh, games played in teams, no one's ever had, no teams ever had more points or more wins. So even if you don't understand the point system, right? No one's won more games than Boston, the Boston Bruins. Got it. That's this is the this the is Mar- the seventy three win Warriors. That's the yes. way for me to think of this. Okay. Same thing. Yes. 73 win win Warriors. So their first round opponent is, you know, unfortunately, the Florida Panthers, who I'm pretty sure, if not the very last team to make it into the playoffs, they're one of the last two teams to make it in. They're a wild card team. Doesn't even matter. Like, they barely got in there. They are, uh, they've won something like 25 less games in a, the season than God Boston has. Damn, 25. <laughs> yeah, it's something ridiculous. Like, it is a ridiculous discrepancy between these two teams. Has Have the Florida Panthers ever won this? No, they've never won the Stanley Cup. I feel like I'd know that. I, I, I'm i pretty sure they have won it. Okay, um, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they've won it multiple times, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Listen. I just found out yesterday who won the 2022 Stanley Cup. No, the Florida Panthers have never. I just Googled it. I'm sorry. You, you were did. saying something. They have never won the Stanley Cup. Are you Are you sure? I'm just, I just Googled Florida Panthers Stanley Cup wins. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was Tampa Bay. They're yes, yes. Yeah, the Lightning I know have. Um, I think Florida's been there at least. I think they've been in the mix. They're the like, team has made one appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals in 1996, eventually losing in the finals to the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, I remember that one. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's no fucking way that's <laughs> Good line read, though. Um, okay, so, I mean, I think that, that matters here. You've got the 73-win Warriors. I hate that that matters. I feel dumb. I wrote down a note as you were saying it. It makes me feel dumb that that matters. Like you go, it's the 73 Warriors, and I go, ah, great. This is a great way to start because it lets me go. Imagine Steph and Clay and Draymond, and they win 73, and then they lose in round one. It starts to contextualize it for me because I'm like a – like you go, best record ever, and I go, well, who really cares? You go, wait, 73 win Warriors, and I go, got it. Yeah. I yeah. got it now. And they got beat in the first round by a team that's never won anything, seemingly. Yeah. They've – you know – they've accomplish nothing they're like the kings so 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 then um this series starts and things uh, you know i casually watch i, I every morning right. i'm like what happened last night i'll say oh this team won this team won you know hockey does have its fair share of uh of upsets and there's a certain amount of like i don't know if home 
ice matters. Ice matters, right. Um, but a couple days into the series, uh, Boston is up three games to one. Right. So they've completed four. And they oh, go so back. Boston, Boston was up 3-1. Boston was up three games to one. Eesh. So then you're thinking, historic team, elite right. team, right. doing what they're doing, taking care right. of business. couple days later, they lose game five at home. They have to go back to Florida. They lose game six. It's three to three. We cut to Sunday, April 30th. And these two teams... <laughs> inexplicably are playing to see who gets out of the first round. Right. In Boston. In Boston. You can also just a little bit for context, because uh, this has happened before. Some teams are up three, one and you get tied three, three. And then ultimately that game right. seven, best team right. wins, right? The best sure. team wins. Almost always. Uh, in most of these instances, you look at these, like you look at runs Boston with this unbelievable record this year. Uh, never lost three games in a row. Oh my God. So then let's, let's just jump into this game a little bit. Right. Hold I, on quickly. Before we jump into the game, the, when the, um, Red Sox beat the Yankees in Oh four. Yeah. Were, the Yankees were up three, one. They were right? up three, nothing. Weren't they? Didn't three, they? Nothing. That was, that was, that was the historic, like crazy historical that's the craziest one. Okay, so it's a tick off of that, but still, it's a coming tick back from down three one. Is, yeah, I is mean, super look, impressive. from a comeback standpoint, yeah, I, I don't know, no, like that's unbelievable. Um, the three nothing, but you're talking about two teams uh, out of at that point, what four, six? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had a wild card in 04 um, in that way, but there were only four teams that made the playoffs, so everybody's good. Uh, when when Dikembe Mutombo. And the Nuggets beat the Seattle's, right? How did that series set up? Do you remember? That was that was a best of five, right? Oh, right, five. Yeah, I'm looking for like a. That's exactly. I mean, you're right. It, it was a five, and that's what I'm doing. I'm like trying to think of a three-one-one-eight seed uh, upset where the one seed loses on at home. In game seven. Yeah. Is is there a is there a exact comparison to that? I did no research for this. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was so excited about it because I don't remember anything like this. Maybe it's happened. I don't know where. I don't know where. It's not like a, it's not like a one game weird weird one game situation. It's um like I and let me let's just set up uh game seven for a second. Yeah. Also, I think we can say real hard if you don't live in Boston to root for any of these Boston teams. Oh, I, I appreciate you saying that. I completely agree. And again, I appreciate you saying that. This is the, the, uh, the totality of not just how often they've won recently. Right. And how good, but how much that fandom rubs it in and is so <laughs> proud. It's a little much. It's much. It's, it's a little way much. too much. <laughs> so... This Boston arena is rocking. Fleet Center? I don't even know. I think it's the Fleet Center. Is that still what it's called? I don't know what it's it called. It doesn't matter what it's called. All, all, all these people need to know is that Nick says it was rocking. That's what that's. <laughs> if, you, if you can't believe Nick Bernstein in a case like this, when can you believe him? The place was rocking. Yes. Picture in your head, rocking. <laughs> that's what game seven was like. 
Got it. <laughs> uh, and then, so all of these fans who've been, I'm sure, sweating it out and nervous, they're there. They assume they're going to watch, all right, this little blip as we march our way to the Stanley Cup trophy. As you know, the greatest trophy in the, in all of sports. The, the greatest. Not, nothing's even in the same uh, universe. It's, no, it's far I, and away. Uh, I, like, I've gone to the Hockey Hall of Fame, like stood next to it. It is every bit as marvelous as it looks on television. Bet. I fucking bet. So I, 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 I don't watch the whole game. Let me just say this. <laughs> oh, you, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job presenting this so far. I'm not watching this whole game. When I tune in, <laughs> second in the second period, because sorry, you missed the entire first period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time for this. That part is not the most important part of the the the, the game here. Uh, let's cut to it. Nobody wants. Listen, they they want to hear us. They want to hear us uh, debate this back and forth. They don't need all the details. Got it. When I tune in, it's two one Florida. They're up two to one. It's in the second period. They seem to be dominating the boards. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. <laughs> the, the, the puck, which I have to admit, I find very hard to, to watch and follow on television. <laughs> I miss the days where there was... The blue highlight? Yes. Where you could really tell where it was going. Yeah, I get it. I get it. High def was supposed to make it easier to watch <laughs> hockey on television. I'm not sure that happened. I'm not sure that happened. However, all the action seems to be pushed towards Boston's really tight. Florida is pressing and they're aggressive and they're loose and they've got nothing to lose. Uh, but it's still two to one. Right. I'm doing laundry. <laughs> I leave for a second, switch out the load, move things from the washing to the drying. Uh, all of a sudden, Boston scores two goals in three minutes. Wow. In the third period. We're in the third period now. So within the first, like, uh, I think three minutes of the third period, uh, they tie it up, and then they take the lead. And how that's amazing! And how early in the third period does that happen? Where it's it's literally the first five minutes of the third period. Wow! So they score both of these goals. It's and now it's three to two. There's 15 minutes left in the game. How long are periods? They're 20 minutes each. Is that? Are you being serious? Yeah, it's a 60 minute game. This is why you look uh, at me uh, and you ask me if I've watched the whole game. Of course not. It's a really long game. It's too long. As Nick, des- as Nick describes, like, having too much to do and changing out the laundry, I'm not as old as Nick, and I need you all to know that. Uh, I yeah. genuinely had no idea that the um, I did laundry? periods were – No, laundry. no. That the periods are 20 minutes. I had no clue. That seems like a long time. Yeah, these guys must be exhausted. They really must be. It's a it's a very fast game. They must be really gassed by the end of that. Anyways, okay. So they very do, I mean, so there's oh they, well, don't don't forget all the line changes that happen during a game. No, you no, know, no. Yeah, happens. I know. But still, it seems like those dudes are going pretty hardcore. I mean, mm-hmm. just the mental side of it, where it's like if you're in soccer and like obviously there's a huge mental part of soccer, and you're like going, "Am I in the right position? Am I going to score this goal? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." But in hockey, you're like. 
is somebody going to clean my clock? Is someone's, yeah. you know, skate going to slice across my neck and that's all folks like the there's to side. me, they're just, feel, yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting slammed into boards. You, the, you, they can like fight and everything's fine. Like you can just start fighting someone in hockey and it's like basically fine, which I don't understand. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't understand it, but if that happens. It just seems like you're, you're going through a lot as a hockey player. So oh, it, sure. it seems like exhausting. And we'll um, think about it this way. Do you, do you know, let me ask you something. Uh, do you know how a line change happens? Uh, no, I know that the, the, like a dude races over the boards and starts going and then, and the other guy races over and goes, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> That's all I know. No, I was asking you. I don't know either. I'm not. I know that they, I know the, I think the coach is like, uh, Fedorov, get in there. And then he, and then he, he like throws his legs over the board. He doesn't even like walk down to the door. He just throws his legs over the board and he just starts going. And the, and then they're like, uh, Iserman, get out of there. And then he just skates off. And I guess it, you're, it's fine where you're like, there's a couple extra guys on the thing at the same time. I presume. I don't know. Yeah, they're like Eisenman, get out of there! You're 65. You're a general manager now. Get off the ice. <laughs> you haven't played <laughs> professional hockey in 25 years. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the thing. Now I'm watching this game. It's three to two. Yeah, Boston's winning. The crowd's raucous at this point. They've <laughs> elevated from rockin' to raucous. <laughs> You think, well, that's it. Florida put up a right. real nice challenge. Yes. Right. At the end of games, which I'm sure you've seen before, now we're down to like under two minutes left. Yes. Time has passed. Right. What happens? What happens? They pull the goalie. They pull the goalie. Which is so – hold on. Hold on. Let's let's talk about this for a second yes. because I'm – I love this. Like to me, that's like the ultimate sign of like – I have to do whatever I have to do to win this game. I've I've long harangued about this. I don't understand why the NBA has lost full court heaves, half court heaves, right at the buzzer. I'm up eight. Maybe I can hit this three and go up 11 and push the double digits right before halftime. I'm going to give it a shot. People go, no, I want to save my field goal percentage. I'm not going to do this. And I don't understand that because as a winner, I go, I need to make this. I need to get this lead as large as it can possibly be. And to me, pulling your goalie and saying, forget it. Who cares if they score another thing? We need to put another guy on the ice who can maybe score us a goal and get this tie. I love pulling the goalie i love it too but you know what happens most of the time the majority of the time it's an empty netter right. or nothing right they it's keep away get it out there put it in somehow when what how wait 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 wait. when do they pull the goalie how much time left Did you say two there's like left? a minute 40 left okay and this, that even seems low to me considering this is the end of your season well that's that's the thing right like you you're someone's making that call. When do we right. do it? When do we do right. it? I think also, and again, in my hockey expertise, what I think <laughs> is happening, uh, Florida's on offense. They've got their, the puck is, is, uh, is on. It, they're towards <laughs> Boston's goal, right? <laughs> we don't even know the verbiage. We don't know anything about <laughs> Hockey. This is the worst episode. It's, if, there's, if anyone listens to this that watches hockey, they're going to be like, what the fuck am I listening to this shit for? But here's the thing. <laughs> it's still very exciting. I don't know what's happening. I don't know the verbiage, but I'm super into it. I have okay. stood up. I am a, a foot away from the television now. 
Florida's got the puck. They're on offense. They're aggressive. They're trying to get it in there. They pull their goalie. So the mm-hmm. sixth man races down. Okay. Iserman jumps over the, <laughs> jumps over the fence and right. immediately is flying down there. And with under a minute left, they score. Unbelievable. They tie the game. Who that, scores? It isn't the guy that comes racing in for the goalie, is it? Oh, well, you know what? That's a great question, and I have no idea because I can't tell anyone apart. Everyone's wearing, everyone's wearing a helmet with all already grown beards. Very long. Right. They're from different countries. I don't. Yeah, I get it. I get really, it. They're going so fast. I can't. I can't read the back of jerseys. I don't know. I know. You're looking for the puck. You're just looking for the puck. I'm trying to find the puck. (laughs) Oftentimes what happens for me is I hear the announce and I see the red light going and I see players (laughs) excited. And then I'm like, yes. That was cool. They've scored. (laughs) You wait for the replay. Oh, that's very funny. And, you know, it'd be great. It'd be really helpful for this episode if either one of us could answer that question. But we just simply don't know. And I'm not certain there's a way to find out. So let's just keep it moving. So so they tie it with under a minute left, which I read. uh, That's only happened, I think, six times in the entire history of NHL uh, playoffs. Something really ridiculous like that. Where with under a minute left in game seven, someone tied the score. Crazy. So now that raucous Boston crowd is absolutely silent. The (laughs) Bruins players, when they finally zoom in on those bearded, beautiful faces, are the colors drained out of them. They are shocked. They were a minute away from moving on to the second round, and now they've got to go to overtime. Crazy. And, like, there's a little bit of a stop down. They go back to the, you know, the announce group uh, in the uh, studio um, and everyone's doing the same thing. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, Yeah. Do you know, by the way, do you know how long uh, intermissions are? I think that's what they call them. In between. Uh, It seems like it's about 10 minutes. Do you, is there intermission before halftime 10 minutes? Well, there is no halftime because it's three periods. So in between each period. What did I say? Yeah. I'm sorry. What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. Is the intermission before overtime? I'm sorry. Is the intermission before overtime also 10 minutes? It. Uh, I don't know if it was that long, but it didn't feel like it was different than the other. Okay. Uh, than the, in between other periods. Like they definitely yeah. give them a little bit of time to recharge and eat an energy bar or whatever happens. I, I don't know how. You know, <laughs> no, curse in another language, right. whatever happens. No, 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 I think you're right. I think it's energy bars. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they subsist on energy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go right back out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, guys, grab an energy bar and get back out there. You know what? <laughs> no free advertising. <laughs> generic energy bar. Just generic energy Granola, bar. whatever. Um, this episode yeah. could be sponsored by a, a generic energy bar. Happy to, do, <laughs> happy to do the ad read for them. Then a lot of other things happen, I assume. I don't really remember what happens in overtime. <laughs> I just know... That uh, as I'm watching this, it, and you've seen it in other sports, when a team just gets real tight. Right. They just yes. get real tight. Right. They've got the weight of the world on their shoulders. They've got the expectation of the uh, being an elite team and having to progress much further than they're about to. Got it. Um, 
And that's happened. We've watched that so often. We just saw it with Milwaukee. We uh, in basketball, we've seen it with like any number of Kentucky teams. We saw it with the uh, in college basketball this year when you know Purdue lost as a one seed. Like right. it's happened before. Um, but in almost all of those instances uh, that I just that I just talked about now, described to you, they're not game seven overtime. Right. Yes. So that amount, like I don't know, I I don't know uh, how you handle that. All I know is that Boston handled it poorly <laughs> because Florida's still playing super loose. This guy Carter scores the game winner on Boston ice, <laughs> smacks it in there with like eight minutes left. The place goes crazy, and I'm like, this happened. I can't believe this happened. And and hockey hockey is sudden death, right? Whoever scores first, then it's over. It is in 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 the playoffs. Amazing. And I think you know what? Sorry, I think uh, it used to be terrible. just there's definitely absolute, a shootout situation. Just an awful episode. And by the way, the thing that just started making me laugh that you're like, why is Neil laughing? It's because when you heard Nick's voice drift away from the microphone like this. It's because he was looking to check and see the guy's name that scored the game winning goal. He, he didn't remember. He doesn't know the guy's name. So as he's looking back at his what's this guy's name again? I only got his first name out. I couldn't, even, I, I couldn't read my own handwriting for his surname. You tried it before. I was going to say Vanderway. That's not right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. V- 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 I'm Ver, wrong. Verhage. Ver- Verhage. Ver- that's what I'm going with. The great Carter Verhage, <laughs> who for the rest of his life will be known as the Florida Panther who ended the Boston Bruins' historic season. <laughs> What's the celebration like after after he scores? It's, I mean, it's Fine. hockey. They're all on skates. I was and jumping it's up and down. No, no. I was what, what, what down. I was I don't, it doesn't matter what skate. you do. I said, girls, come out here. Come out here. You'll never forget when the Florida Panthers beat the Boston Bruins in game seven in overtime on TNT. <laughs> Look at these guys I've never seen before in my life. No, what are the what are the guys on the on the team doing? What are what are the what are the you know what are the what are the hockey guys doing? Do they it's, do they uh, lose it's their a minds? scrum. It's the big scrum. Uh there and then there was uh the Bruins players, the thing that I remember is the Bruins players going up to each other and consoling each other. Oh, it was like good. a line, you know, like they do the line thing in, in hockey and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a good game, good game. Right. But they're almost all like, it's all the people who were just fighting three minutes right. ago. <laughs> yeah. Where the refs are just like, Literally all right, three more, you know, yeah. another seven minutes of fighting and then we'll stop it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then the Bruins were like, what just happened? And consoling themselves. I know one of the coaches was wearing a yellow tie, which I thought was a little weird, but maybe that was the Boston guy because I think that's one of their colors. Right. <laughs> For sure, one of their colors. Uh, what about the the aesthetic beauty of the game-winning goal? Was it like a one-timer? Like, I, I don't – I'm not – I think a one-timer is like when they pass it to a guy and then he doesn't even stop the puck. He just, as the thing's moving, he whacks it at the yeah. goal. That's classic, a one-timer. It was a classic one-timer. Was it a one-timer? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let me watch it. I'm going to watch it very quickly. Yeah. I've got a thing loaded up here. I'm going to watch Please. it live. You're listening. You're watching me watch it. Hold on a second. 
Okay, I'm gonna describe. I'm gonna narrate this for you. The it looks like there's four Bruins. Okay, this is interesting. There's four Bruins. I mean, this is could mean absolutely nothing. There's four Bruin players black plus the goalie. So there's five Bruins. There's only two Panther guys. There, the the I can't find the puck. I can't find it. It's behind. It seems like it's behind the net. It's behind that. Now it's passed out. And a and a wrister. Oh, okay. So uh, the goal isn't it just looks like a normal goal. The guy just flings it with his stick and it goes in. I will say the second it goes in, every Panther looks like they got electrocuted. Yeah. They're immediately like a that's crazy. Oh. Yeah. That's how I knew they scored. Yeah. That's how I knew it. Oh, um, there's what the, happened. Where's the puck? Where's the puck? Oh, it's in the net. It's in the there's net. a there's a nice moment where they are all skating over to the boards to sort of pile onto each other, and there's a nice wide shot of uh, the uh, the defeated Bruins are in the foreground, the victorious Panthers are in the background, up against the board, and then the backdrop of everything is this sea of black and yellow jerseys, and there's one dude. In a, in a what I presume is a Florida Panthers jersey, jumping up and down in the middle of this black sea. That's good. That classic orange and black colors that we all know are the Florida Panthers. I think it's blue and red. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, the 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 I mean the thing that stood out and always on these things when the game seven away team wins on someone else's home court, whether you like it or whoever you're rooting for, if you had no rooting interest, that is the biggest dagger. Right. That is just the most ice cold moment. It must be like just pin drop quiet in there. Oh, like just suffocating for the fans. And that, that is a lot of fun. There must've been super pissed off people too. Oh, oh, all the 18,000 walking back out onto, into the Quincy market or whatever. Yeah. Drunk Boston dudes. Devastated. The bars, can you think of all the bars as people just pouring out of there? Uh, no one understands what happens. Like, I'm sure they're still processing now yes. because it is so devastating to think this team that was practically perfect and on the way, on its way to just crushing like they were supposed to the gentleman's sweep of five games and instead. Lost three in a row for the first time all season long on their home floor, on their home ice to uh, a team from Florida. The, quite frankly, like I can't I still can't believe that there are hockey teams in Florida. <laughs> it, is, it is shocking. <laughs> and and they're great. Apparently they're great. The Bruins were because you just said it and I saw so I immediately looked it up. The Bruins were plus 370 to win the 2023 uh, Stanley Cup. I wonder what the game 7 odds were. I bet it was I bet it was lower at that point just because I, I I would almost I would have to think so. I think that going into it also they were like an 80 they had an 80% of the money was on Boston to win. Wow. Not into game 7 but into the series. Yeah, money line the Bruins were minus 225. Still pretty Big, which I don't blame. $225 to win $100. That's how much they thought the fucking Bruins are going to win that game seven. Crazy. Crazy. I don't want, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not a gambler. So I'm, you know, just figuring that out. But I do think it's an interesting context to figure out uh, how much were these guys actually favored. Um, it, it, it's, 
it's in, it's in, it's interesting. I mean, I, I the 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 historic side of it, I just won't understand. Like, I go uh, in a in a way, not having a comparison where it would be good in almost every other sport because I just don't know enough about hockey. I go, wait, I wish I had more to sort of more this to, like to connect this to, so that my brain could properly sort of uh, categorize this win. It sounds amazing. Um, I, I'm I'm a little worried about the is there any attitude to this is that like if there was a really great clip of some boston guy going out into the streets into the fucking harvard yard or fucking whatever the square is and the like there was like fucking seafood or clam chowder or some shit that they sell (laughs) i don't know anything about boston If, if if there was like some and there's some you know crazy boston dude in this thick accent saying the wildest shit like i i'm i want to hear i want to hear something that's like this is what's super entertaining and it's not just purely sports because if it's purely sports i would love there to be an athlete that's in the mix here that's like a legend uh a real personality you don't know anything about these dudes neither do i i did uh, hang on sorry let me stop you there just for a second because That is exactly the reason I'm bringing this to you. Okay. Uh, I I'm searched. I searched in my head for minutes at least to try to figure out: Has this ever happened in any other sport? Can I figure out a way to contextualize this? And then I, for even more time, was like: Have I ever watched anything where I wasn't really? connected to the players specifically or the game specifically and got so wrapped up in this idea that something uh, unprecedented was going to happen and get swept up in this where the stakes were really, really high for this sport. And so the lack of information about the teams or the individuals uh, was usurped by this, uh, this heaviness that is weighing in on this game and I couldn't think of anything like that. Mm. Uh, and especially early on, because you look at other teams in other places. Just think about the ones that we've named already. Uh, the undefeated New England Patriots. Right. They got to the Super Bowl. Yep. So they've done at least their part. It's the, the, the stakes might have been raised and higher, but they have gotten to the pinnacle. And now it's whether or not they can complete the task. The Warriors, 73 and 9. We've mentioned them a bunch of times. Uh, even with whatever hiccups and and not looking their best throughout that playoffs, they made it to the finals. They got to the they got to three to one. Uh with uh with all the players and all the history that we all know and have talked about probably on the show and and just in our personal lives. Um, but they made it to that point. They right. couldn't finish the job. Right. I've never seen a team that couldn't get to that. Even those great teams in college. And you, as much as I love college sports, you're talking in a situation where there's it's a one-time shot. It's a single game situation. Anything can happen. Right. Uh, and, and so in a sport where you still have 16 teams that make the playoffs and the best team still gets right. a chance to play the worst team. Right. You try to come up with a, uh, yeah. a situation in baseball, but it's nev- never that many teams that make it in there. Very good. That's very good. You're right, because I have been up until this point thinking 
comparing it against those 73-win Warriors or those undefeated Patriots, but you're right. They didn't lose in the championship. They lost in the first round against whatever would be the middle-of-the-pack team. I mean, it's the Panthers. That middle-of-the-pack team that's barely making the playoffs in theory and losing in a devastating Game 7 fashion. That's really interesting. I wish I knew more. They were up 3-1. What is the... Uh, I'll tell you something else. Sorry. I wish I knew more. Because you're about to ask me a question. (laughs) I probably won't be able to answer it. But please do. How did the... Which of the first four games, which game did the Panthers win? Do you know, was it 1-1? I thought they won their first game uh, at home. I thought it was 2-0. Got it. it. I'd have to look that up because I, (laughs) I don't remember. Right. I and there's, you're, you're chalking that up to like a wonderment. Like it's, it, this is wonderful that we don't even, we don't know these things and that's still how great this was. And I am sitting on the other side of the fence going, not having answers to all of these questions is a little, like, I would love to know that the dude, like this would really matter to me. If the hockey, if the goalie is racing off the ice, they're like, uh, Patrick Wah, get off the, come on, we're pulling you goalie. And he goes racing off. And they go, uh, Joe Sackick, run in there and <laughs> and 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 take Patrick Waugh the goalie spot. You you are the guy taking the goalie, and he jumps over the thing and he races over and just happens to grab the puck, and right. then he races down and scores that next goal. Like I go, amazing. Yeah. Like I feel like I want to hear that story, but you don't know. I don't know. That's a little like did so I. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I want want to pause you again. So you have done both things in which you have inducted individual players having great moments in a game or in a series. Well, I guess really not in the series. And I would I agree. Those are times and people that are befitting of being inducted into the first ballot Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Hold, so hold on. Let me. I'll go deeper here. You you are constantly helping me define this show. When it's a very singular, the word moment for this show for 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 the, for the first ballot Hall of Fame, sports moment Hall of Fame. Is this the best sports moment? That word moment very malleable. We can bend it into whatever we need it to mean. To me, when it gets down to a very specific moment, the helmet catch when Tyree pins that ball to his helmet and you can see it get very close to the turf and Rodney Harrison's trying to punch it out and you can go, who is David Tyree and what did he do? And you can think about uh, uh, Eli scrambling and all, and the, and everything becomes the context to that singular moment that like four seconds of time, because you're so specific and there's so much you can add to it. It's it's to me, it's got a better chance of making it when the moment is bigger, longer, a season, a comeback, uh, whatever the case might be, to me, the, the the bar gets higher and higher when you need to get bigger and wider. Your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I was thinking uh, the same thing, except uh, the, the greatest episode you've ever done, which I'll never be able to eclipse, uh, when Randy Johnson murdered that bird. That <laughs> is a moment. That is the... Definitive moment, singular, wasn't even really part of the game, wasn't even a regular season game. (laughs) That is a moment. But 
but it uh, right but it's so specific it's like a, it's yeah. a singular pitch it's not even like a game it's literally one pitch if that ball's going 95 miles an hour it's probably happened in a flash it's the smallest amount of time this we're going you're not going the goal because again i'm sort of like looking at this going we don't know who scored it. we don't know how it works so you're going well wait open up the aperture take the context of this team beating that team they're the greatest team these guys are middle of the pack game seven they were down three one like it's getting to the game or the the yeah. idea that this team beat the other team and I, i'm going I'm the saying, wider that needs to be the the more i need something the bar is to me is more difficult to get in so so i i uh i think the bar should be difficult to get in and i'm glad that you're thinking about it uh as much as you are instead of trying to figure out how you're going to feed your family um, this is a, this is the reason why this exists for all of us. I think that when you are determining what sports is worth, period, why do we watch it? Why do we enjoy it? What parts of the game are the things that get us excited, that take us away from the real challenges in our lives that we can watch these events and even with a tangential at best connection, even with an infinitesimal amount of knowledge about the sport or the teams <laughs> or the players or how to play the sport at all, that you can still get swept up and swept right. away right. in these moments and be excited and also devastated and have all those feelings wrapped up in the Singular moment of, I can't believe we lost, we lost this game. We were down 2-1 and we went up 3-2 and we had a minute left and we let them tie it. Then we still had a chance to make up for that. We still had a chance to, to continue this historic run that uh, our city needs. The people the great people of Boston need us. <laughs> we can't let them down. And we get to this place where it's not always in our hands. It's not in our control. We can't see the puck. The puck gets in the net. The announcers tell us this is what happened. And then the people watching who have no idea where the puck is get to celebrate and say, I can't believe it. And text our friends who actually know hockey and be like, this is wild. And they'll write back, hockey is unbelievable. And I'll be like, now I get it. <laughs> now I get it. You've done, as usual, you've done a marvelous job. Just a couple things here I want to add to the pile. Um, I, I, As Nick is talking, I hit the old Google machine, and I'm looking through tweets. I found a tweet said how uh, from Bar Down, at Bar Down, how Bruin fans are feeling this morning, and it is a picture of Adam Sandler from the golf movie what's the golf movie happy gilmore happy gilmore and uh bob barker's punching him in the stomach uh, sandler's in the bruins jersey barker's punching him in the stomach and somebody photoshopped really well actually a panthers uniform on his bent arm bob barker's pan uh, bent arm so it looks like the panthers punching the bruins right in the stomach good tweet that's something for the for the for the twitter fingers here uh and then voting committee mm. i as we're talking i'm dming Mm. Sean Gentilly, NHL writer for The Athletic, correspondent on the Puck Soup podcast. He's the only guy I know 
who who knows hockey, I DM him quickly and go, will you record a voting committee for this episode? He sent it in. Let's listen to it together. This is live. Neil, I'm honored to be asked for my input here. Uh, and I got to say, knowing what I know about you, I think the Bruins going down to game seven definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame. It's a Boston choke job. Everyone likes some oh. bad things happen to <laughs> that city, people from it. Yeah. Sports teams, whatever. When you throw in the fact that the Bruins absolutely choked on their own vomit for most of that series, <laughs> 65 wins in the regular season, and to go out like that, where they kind of folded, you know, like a folded like a tent, really, at the first sign of trouble against the Panthers. On and on and on. That's a big part of it. The other, the other big factor here is that Matthew Kachuk is the Panthers' best player. You know it. And the dude has juice. He's a needle mover. He's skilled and dirty and fun and charismatic in a way that you rarely see from hockey players. That's good. But I always said. You don't see ever, really, in that cursed fucking sport. So, yeah, lots of reasons to uh, to put this one in the Hall of Fame. I think a lot of stuff that he'd appreciate specifically has my vote. I'll tell you that much. Take it easy, dude. Fantastic. I also oh, want great. to I also want to follow up. Sean Gentilly then DM me and said the Bruins had a little bit of a last dance element at play uh, too with Paris Bergeron, who must be a great um Patrick? It says Patrice. 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 Okay. I love you correcting the fucking guy. The fucking You mother effort. Can you believe I, P- Patrick? Like you know anything about hockey? <laughs> Uh, he must be Pat, Patrice Bergeron or Mr. Bergeron, whoever he is. He must be a great hockey player, and I'm assuming that uh, that's, was his, perhaps his last game. So that's an interesting part. Well, I did see an article that it was like there's there are some like late 30s guys because I think you can play hockey until you're like your yeah, age for sure. And um and wait a minute. <laughs> and this is um so that there are some players that have uh, gotten up there and they have to right. decide whether or not they're keeping them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also asked him, was it more of a Boston choke job or more in, uh, of an incredible feat by the Florida Panthers? That's a big question to me. That's my burning question of the day. You don't. You clearly have no fucking answer for that question. I don't know. Th- oh, God. Sorry. Sean Gentilly's answer, equal parts both. Something to consider as we're debating whether this thing gets in. Uh, obviously his voting committee yes, absolutely. I appreciate that. But also the answer, he didn't know why I was asking that question. That's my burning question of the day. Equal parts, both. I, I don't, I'm fine with a little bit of good luck or a little bit of bad luck. 50% something they have to consider here. Well, I, I, I honestly don't know, uh, the answer. I don't really know the answer. I will just say watching it in real time. Uh, when you pull the goalie, right. when you have that six on five and you have that advantage, it's, which is, I think, in some ways only a partial advantage. Right. Because you're left still so vulnerable. And it's so hard to score in that instance. Mm-hmm. It's like grabbing that, you know, getting a steal instead of fouling somebody with 10 seconds left and still being able to, like, hit a three or whatever right, to, right, to get right. that game tied up. Um, that is where I think... Uh, it's not just luck. It's not just luck at that point. It is determination and being aggressive and having the right, making the right call. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, uh, I would be fascinated to hear a hockey coach. Is that what they call him? Manager? 
what do they call the guy? <laughs> the coach? Is that what they call him? Yeah, it's co- coach. Okay. The hockey coach. I would love to hear a hockey coach explain the the reasoning behind when you pull your goalie. Like, what's the right time? And it, it, it kind of doesn't matter because he did it at the right time because they ended up scoring the goal and going to overtime. So fantastic job, whoever the coach of the Florida Panthers might be. I wanted to add one other thing that I Google quickly. The eight seed that beats a one seed, and I, I think this is where the heart of your argument lies. In the NFL, how many teams go to the playoffs in the NFL? Now? Yeah. I think it's 14. Right. Okay, 14. So it's a little less, but they have like wild card games first, right? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So the structure is a little bit different. A, a few less teams, and it's a one and done thing. You win, you win your game, you, you move on, you lose your game, you're out. There's no series. In baseball, there's a series, but there's way less teams that make the playoffs. At least historically, there have been yep. far fewer teams. I think they're letting in more now. But historically, there's way less teams. In basketball, which seems like the parallel, there here are the eight seeds beating the one seeds. The Nuggets over the Supersonics, which you mentioned in 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nuggets won 3-2. to two. The Knicks beat Miami in 99. A, a, season. A, a, a great yes a great uh, Knicks heat series that we're we're having another one now uh t- 2007 the Warriors over the Dallas Mavericks 4-2 that's the, that's probably the closest that's probably yes. the closest Ooh, that's ooh, that's really good so you're talking oh that's interesting I wish we knew more about the Panthers is there a nickname for the team like are they they called the fucking bad news Panthers like I want to know something else about like is there a guy that smokes on the team in the intermissions like I wish I knew something about the character because I know stack and I know Baron Davis and I know Andrians, Biedrins. I like. I know dudes off of that. We believe Warriors team. You're right. That might be the closest parallel. Okay, but let's just pretend. Let's let's take it in mm. reverse. Yeah. Let's pretend you didn't know basketball as well as you did. Right. And you still are looking at me like, man, that Dallas team that won more right. than sixty games that year mm. lost to. They had at least twenty more wins than the Warriors. Right. But they also lost in six. Yes, six. Yeah, I know. And they lost at home. That's right. On the road, but right. at, in Golden State, in Oakland at that point. And so it was like, is this going to happen? And that was exciting. And it was really exciting. Um, but that was not a historically great Dallas team. It was the best Dallas team. It was the best team of that season. Right. That it, It's a really interesting point. And by the way, I'm seeing here, they game six was a blowout. The the Warriors won a 25-point blowout in that game. So it wasn't even, you know, we're talking game seven here, and it goes to overtime. Send death game overtime. seven comeback. Yeah. It also goes into overtime. All right. This is the, you've, and it, to, to, to round out, 2011, the Grizzlies beat the Spurs. In 2012, the Sixers beat the, the Bulls all in six. There's never been in the NBA, there's never been a game seven, eight seed beats the one seed. Maybe this is the first time that's happened in sports. It's really good. Uh, It's it's fascinating. And the other thing is that, like, there is so much recency bias right now to this because it just happened days ago. Which is very exciting also to think, like, I love the idea of an instantaneous, immediate call designee. It's, it's this, it's a great, it's a great idea. It's a great episode. You've acquitted yourself very well in terms of presenting it, despite the fact that you know very little about hockey that's been laid completely bare. I can't, uh, I can't deny that. (laughs) It's time for the cosign. It's a big credential here. 
Nick, you're up against the wall. Long shot, Nick Bernstein. Does the Panthers, uh, who'd they play? Bruins game seven <laughs> from the first round of the 2023 NHL playoffs. Does it belong in the first Bell Hall of Fame and why? I mean, I got so excited at just the thought of bringing this to you, bringing yeah. this question to you. Yeah. Because quite frankly, part of this was, I don't know. But I think I can make a really valid argument as to why it deserves consideration here. It's been a lot of fun listening to you do it. And so I don't know if I have that much more because you have literally exhausted every ounce of knowledge I know about (laughs) in this hour. And I just think that I almost don't know if it matters what happens the rest of the season in hockey because I'm pretty sure we've just watched the defining moment of this season. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. Is this the best moment of the season, no matter what happens here on out? Of course, we can't answer that question. We don't know. We don't know. It's time for the induction speech. It's when I, Neil, get to decide on this thing. Listen, this is my Hall of Fame, and I and I, and I, I have to treat this thing seriously. I feel like I it's my about... Hall of Fame a little bit. No, also. no, 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 no. I feel like we share no, no, this no, Hall no. of Fame at this point. No, 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 no. All right. Well, <laughs> do not. Just in my heart, I feel like it. But keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's this is a very interesting episode. It's a very interesting moment. I love how you presented it. I've learned a a tiny little bit about hockey it's been very fun to listen to you talk about this moment and i honestly wish i could go back and watch that game live and sort of know what i know now it'd be fun and i'm a little worried honestly if i were to go back and watch it even even having known nothing about hockey up until that point uh that i would have enjoyed it much more and it have a legit shot as it is now i want to present what we know these are the 73 win warriors it's a great point. Uh, a little, a little seventy-three win warriors, a little eighteen and zero Patriots. Uh, down three-one. It's not exactly Red Sox Yankees, but certainly down three-one. That's a big deal when a team comes back. Lose on home home ice, not home court, home ice. Game seven in overtime. Pull the goalie to get to OT. I love that angle of it. The electric reaction, the one fan in the middle of the Boston dudes, Boston drunk guys at night. There's a lot going on here. Again, Sean Gentili, a guy who knows way more about hockey than both of us combined for our entire lives. He says this thing should go in. There is the Boston collapse part of this. I do appreciate it when Boston sports teams collapse, choke on their own vomit. That's fantastic. All positives. I want to add something else. I go to Bill Simmons' Twitter feed. Now, I'm not going to say Bill Simmons is the arbiter of this hall, but I will say if anyone's going to talk about this moment, you'd think it would be someone like Bill Simmons. I go through his Twitter feed, ton of tweets about Steph and his Game 7. So I know he's on Twitter. I know he's got his phone in his hand. I know he's watching sports. The next tweet I see that could be in reference to this Boston Bruins game, 9.45 p.m. last night, during the when the 76ers beat the Celtics in game one Simmons tweets this would be the most horrific Boston loss in at least 23 hours he's clearly referencing that Bruins loss but that's all he says I would say that's a major loss for this moment 
I don't. I I gotta jump in on that for one please, second. Please, please. Uh, when that man, who I'd say we both have met but don't know, yes. we're not friends, right? Uh, he when he is hurt and sore, uh. he <laughs> does not spend a lot of time interesting talking right. about that. Right. He's probably putting his thoughts together for, for some sort of well-written or well-thought-out uh, argument that he's going to present on a show where he gets paid lots of money. Correct. And I, what do I do? Half-cocked, completely out of control, <laughs> phone in my hand, and I tweet until I go to sleep. All right, good point. That's a good point. Okay, we'll strike that from the list. I don't want to put this on you. I think you've done a great job. Thank but. You. I can be a tough customer with you. I know you. I like you. I love having you on the show. You are the official college basketball fan of the First Ballot Podcast Universe. You, there are answers you don't have, and you don't know them, and I don't know them. It makes me want to put in a vote of no contest. I don't know. I don't know whether this thing goes in. I will say, to me, the final straw as I'm considering this is I did not put in the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl in a bigger sport that matters in front of a hundred million people. I did not put in the Giants beating the Patriots. I put in the helmet catch. I need something to hang my hat on with this moment because I don't know anything about hockey. I don't have that here. And so I can't put it into the first Bell Hall of Fame. I would say this before you decide this. No, I've already decided it. Well, I don't think you have yet. I don't think you have yet. No, I'm Nick, I said yet. the thing. I'm the music's already playing. I don't think I don't think I don't hear any music. I would only say this. <laughs> I think in the spirit of competition and the no contest scenario here, yeah. if you were to say to me, I can't make that decision right, right now. Ah. But I would like to put a pin in this one. Yes. Okay. And let's have someone who can actually yes. talk about sport, That's it. this sport. That's it. Bring That's them what... back on and see if they can actually accurately argue you're, you're in a favor real gentleman. of this. this is great. This is yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You're a real gentleman. Wait, when do we do that? Uh, maybe this stays maybe around. after maybe, it I, maybe after the Stanley Cup is over. Maybe once that's the season That's a good idea. Over. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And then we can also go, uh, was this the was that the best moment of this hockey season? And I would say yes, because I'm not sure I'm gonna watch another hockey game this year. <laughs> we will have we'll have to get back together. We have to put the band back together. Nick and Neil, the old <laughs> duo, the old fearsome duo, the old uh, you know, the old partners in crime, the old uh, the, the good old buddies talking hockey once more, but we're going to bring on someone that knows stuff about hockey and he's going to make the appeal. That's a great idea. Let's put a a a very much a not in the first ballot Hall of Fame uh, thumbtack into this moment. We'll come back. We'll revisit this. I don't like his chances. We'll revisit it later with someone that knows about hockey and we'll see if this thing can get in. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a great episode. I really enjoyed doing it. This is one of the ones that I really enjoyed because I, I just didn't know any. Also, I didn't have to do any of the work that I usually do for episodes. That's fantastic. I, I did just about as much work as you did. <laughs> Uh, also, would you come back? I have this as my last note here written down. Would you come back and help me do an accounting on the show? Uh, 
my Rob, my editor, Rob Bob, tells me I need to I need to put less things in the hall. He says that matters. Mm. And I go, I can just take out anything whenever I want. Like if I had put something in, I can just take it back out. I don't who yes. gives a shit. Would you come back on at some point and help me do an accounting of this and we'll just debate the moments that have gotten in and whether they should be in or, or whether they should come out? Yeah, like whether a high school football moment should be in the hall of <laughs> fame. Is that what you're, you're asking? Not, I want you <laughs> Absolutely. I, I want to be clear about something. I refuse to let you take that out. Uh, just on the sheer principle that you're ma- you've made an example of that moment in particular. I don't like it. The kids Filipino that matters. I know it doesn't matter to you, Mr. Jerry McNamara, but it does to me. <laughs> wow. I think, yeah, if this is like a jury thing where you're a lawyer and I'm a lawyer and we get to save one and yeah. we, we have so many. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah, that's fun. We'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that idea. That's, that's, how, that's how the law works, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. It's just like a barter. They can just exchange things. Uh, that's a great idea. We'll have to get into those rules. Uh, Nick, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. How can people follow you? Nobody's going to follow you. No, don't. Nobody should follow me. Perfect. Don't, I'm, I'm actively asking you, please do not follow me. <laughs> Nick Bernstein, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. That's it. That's the show. Our first no contest of the podcast. We're putting a pin in this moment. It's just outside. It's in the parking lot. And we're going to find a guest to come in and give us some real answers to be continued. My thanks as always, Mr. Nick Bernstein. Support Nick by watching at midnight on CBS whenever that comes out. CBS, Paramount Plus, at midnight. Credits. The show is produced by the great Jessica Sang, edited by the animal Rob Babarucci. Rhythm J is on the beats. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. My shout out today goes to my guy, Mr. Sean Gentili. Thank you so much for coming on with a real hockey take on short notice, too. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that Nick and I dragged your good name into such a hockey knowledge void. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Support Sean. Support Nick. Support our show by rating and reviewing it. I'm told it matters for some reason. We're trying to grow this thing on our own. We're an independent show, an independent program, and we need your help. We're all that we got. The show keeps growing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following our socials at First Ballot Pod on Twitter, at First Ballot HOF on Instagram, and come back next week for more First Ballot.